Do you know, if you remember nothing else today, what I'd ask you to remember is this, that Jesus, the Saviour, is born, and that today you take time to worship him. So I want to just this morning, just for a little bit, to reflect that Jesus, the Saviour, is born. Do you know, there's no one like Jesus. And do you know, there's no other Saviour. Do you know, we're all familiar, aren't we, with the account of the angel who spoke to Joseph. And we've read it this morning, that Joseph didn't want to disgrace Mary, who is with child. So he thought, do you know, I'll just deal with the issue. I won't make a scene. And the angel says, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. I want us just to reflect, focus, just fix our minds on Jesus. So I've come to this uh, thought Because I know it is Christmas time, and that's why you're here on a Saturday morning. But also, because just uh, over a week ago, I read a a Christmas time devotion. And it reminded me that so often we actually forget and become distracted by the celebrations of Christmas that have become part of what we've made today. And the reason for the day gets lost in the busyness and the stuff that we've made today. And, and quite often by the end of the day, it's a blur, isn't it? And it's a burden. And we can have just a bad head. Uh, now, I'm not a killjoy. And I'm not saying we shouldn't enjoy ourselves today. But do want us to not forget the reason that we celebrate today. So I have another motive for wanting us to reflect, to fix our mind and focus on Jesus the Saviour. And that's because I know for some, today's actually a difficult day. And even a day that we haven't looked forward to. Not because we don't want to remember Jesus' birth, but because problems, difficulties, they're just going to get highlighted today, and maybe they might even get worse. Do you know what I remember as a little boy? I loved Christmas. I was like a little lad, and I loved seeing the little kid this day. They were amazing, but I also remember that through many years, uh, Christmas was a time that I just couldn't get away from. And actually, I, I wanted the day and tomorrow over as fast as they could be. Do you know, I, I know that Christmas can actually be an unhappy time. Do you know, as another reason, maybe today someone seats empty in your house. And that brings sadness, doesn't it? Uh, this is the first year for quite a few we're not visiting a care home or a hospital bed. 
and that's what we and Mandy were, we were talking about the other, the other day. I went to St. George's last night down the road from us, and I said to Mandy, my dad used to come here. Do you know, today can be a sad day, it can be an hard day, and I know that. Do you know, there can be other reasons, we have many reasons why there's sadness in our homes because of an empty seat, not just because of loss. So my focus, so my motive for fixing our focus, our thoughts on Jesus the Saviour, is that for those whose day it'll be busy, you don't forget the reason for the day, the reason we celebrate. But for those who the day's going to be perhaps more difficult, just to give you something to fix your thoughts on, to help you through the day and whatever situation you're in. So let's just come back to, to Matthew in chapter 1 and verse 21. And we read this. She will give birth to a son and you will call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Do you know, what's your reaction to the name Jesus? Do you know, I meet many people and when you say Jesus, they actually get angry. You can talk about religion, you can talk about church, you mention Jesus and there's anger. Uh, but what do you think when you hear the name Jesus? Are you thrilled when you hear the name Jesus? Do you love the name of Jesus? Are you filled with wonder and awe at the name Jesus? Is the name of Jesus sweet to your ears? Is it a name that's dear to you? Do you love to hear that name? Do you know Jesus is the name that's above all of the names? Or will bow to that name? Do you know, when you hear the name of Jesus, are you filled with thankfulness and praise? Do you know, are you filled with gratitude for all he has done for us, his grace to sinners? Do we marvel that he should take an interest in me and you? Do we marvel that he should know me or you? Do you wonder how Jesus could love you, how he could love me, a sinner condemned and clean? Do we wonder how he could love us and come to be our saviour? Do we love to desire, or desire to come under the sound of his name, Jesus? Does the sound of his name, Jesus, cause us to yearn to be in his presence. I met a lady in town, and she was, she was a nobody, really. She was an insignificant, uh, not elderly lady, but not young. She had many dreadful things happen to her in her life. And it's amazing what people share with you. But when we spoke about Jesus and what he had done for her, 
she says, do you know, I can't wait to, to meet him. She says, I can't wait for heaven. Do we yearn to be in his presence? Do we love the name of Jesus? I read a hymn. It's an old hymn. don't think I've ever sung this hymn, but I'd just like to read it to you. Jesus, 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 sweetest name on earth. How can I, a sinner, come to know its worth? Oh, the sinful sorrow. Oh, the strangest shame that I saw no beauty in that sacred name. Never felt the sweetness, never knew the grace, never saw the love pain in that wounded face. Never found the mystery in that simple word. Jesus, 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 Saviour, Lover, Lord. Now tis past and over, gone my sin and shame. Jesus, Jesus did it, glory to his name. I have seen the glory of his tender face. I have felt with wonder thrills of holy grace, wonderful compassion, Reaching even me, bows my humbled spirit in captivity. Jesus, 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 loved me in his shame. Oh, the joy and rapture of that sacred name. Do you know the name of Jesus? It can calm the storm. It brings life where there's only death. It brings hope to the hopeless. It brings peace where there's only strife. It heals the brokenhearted. Do you know the name of Jesus can melt the most sin-hardened man and woman and bring them to their knees at the cross? It's in the name of Jesus. Hatred and bitterness can be turned to love and forgiveness. And arguments cease. Do you know, it's in the name of Jesus that we know peace as we breathe our last breath. Emperors, rulers, governments, philosophies have tried to stamp out the name of Jesus. They've tried to remove all trace of those who call him their Lord. They've try to eradicate any memory of that name, the name Jesus. But they've failed, and they always will fail. His name still stands, and there will be that day when all will declare he is Lord. It's in the name of Jesus that whoever calls upon him shall be saved. There's no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved. When we think of Jesus, we see he is above all others. He is God. He is from everlasting to everlasting. He's part of that Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Psalm 90 Reminds us, before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world, 
from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. It says in Psalm 93, your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. Do you know, we know in the beginning, God created all things by the power of his word. And then we know, in, it tells us in John that then the word who was there at the beginning became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And in Jesus, all the fullness of God dwells. Jesus became really human so that he could identify with us. But he was also God so that he would be perfect to save us. There's no one who compares to Jesus. He has no equal. He is God over all. His name is Jesus. So he is the one who was promised that through all through who all the earth would be blessed. Jesus. There's another song that's been written. And I've written them, I've, I've gone to songs because it helps, it helps me express what I can't say in my own words. And there's a lovely song. It's called Jesus, What a Beautiful Name. Jesus, What a Beautiful Name. Son of God, Son of Man, Lamb that was slain. Joy and peace, strength and hope. Grace that blows all fear away. Jesus, what a beautiful name. Jesus, what a beautiful name. Truth revealed, my future is sealed, healed my pain. Love and freedom, life and warmth. Grace that blows all fear away. Jesus, what a beautiful name. Jesus, what a beautiful name. He's rescued my soul. He's my stronghold. He lifts me from shame. Forgiveness, security, power and love. Grace that blows all fear away. Jesus, what a beautiful name. Jesus, he's the Lamb of God. Jesus came, and you know, we today remember his birth. But you know, that was just the start. Jesus came to be that perfect lamb of God, to take away the sins of the world. He came so that we can have peace with God. The fear of a lost eternity can be dispelled. Jesus came so that we who are dead in trespasses and sin, that we might be made alive, that we might be forgiven. And God's wrath, because of sin, could be turned away. His name is Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sin. Do you know, I don't know your circumstances, the nitty-gritty of your life, what you've gone through, or you're going through, but if you're unsaved and you know it, do you know I would urge you to cry out to Jesus so that your sin might be forgiven. Repent. Turn 180 degrees from sin. Believe that Jesus lived. He died, that he rose again. 
Believe and you shall be saved. There's no doubt whatsoever. But it's only in Jesus. And he is able to save to the uttermost those who will come to God through him. All your past, your present, your future, all those things that keep you enslaved, he can free you from. He saves to the uttermost. All who, can, who come to God, come to Jesus. Do you know what should be our response to God's great love in sending Jesus to be the saviour of the world? Do you know we can first think of, of Mary's response after she was visited by the angel Gabriel with the news that she is to be with child of the Holy Spirit. Luke 1 we read, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And then we know that Mary goes to her relative, Elizabeth, who is already with child, even though she's past childbearing age. And there in Luke 1, 46 to 55, we have Mary's song. Mary's song of praise. Mary sung it to her cousin Elizabeth. Now that wasn't a public performance, yet we have it recorded for us. It's a song of Mary's heart giving glory to God. She rejoices in God her Saviour. Just a few little bits, points I've picked out. It's a song of praise that God should be mindful of the humble and that God's mercy extends to those who fear him. It's a song of praise that he has filled the hungry with good things. And God remembers mercy. And that's to Abraham and his descendants. And that can be to us, of the faith of Abraham. Just a few little things I wrote about this. That he is mindful of the humble. There's Mary, teenage, pregnant, unmarried woman. Ah, But I think what we can see is that she was a humble woman. And you know, we don't need to be anything. We don't need to be great. We don't need to be of, of great value. But if we're humble, God is mindful of us. Do you know what? I think that's pretty staggering, that great creator, holy God, should be mindful of us. It should almost like knock us over, really, that, that almighty God is mindful of me and you. It says God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Psalms says the Lord lifts up the humble. He doesn't leave you. If you're humble before him, he'll lift you up. I think it's, we, we often think of humbleness. I always think of the Pharisee and the sinner. There's that guy who come to the temple broken, but which one went away forgiven? The sinner went away forgiven. If we humble ourselves, he will lift us up. God's mercy extends to those who fear him. It says also in Psalms this, For as 
high as the heavens are above the earth. So, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows we are formed. He remembers we are dust. As far as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. I like looking out on, on night skies. Uh, and and, and you, we, we've seen those programs on the telly. You know, the great expanse of space. As high as the heavens are above the earth. And it's, it's massive, isn't it? But that, it says, so great is his love for those who fear him. If you fear him, God's love for you is immense. It's amazing. Kiddies sing, wide, wide as the ocean, high as the heavens above, deep, deep is the deepest sea, is my Saviour's love. Do you know, God's love is staggering to me and to you. Do we fear him? Do you know, he fills the hungry with good things. We, and it's all about Jesus. Jesus is the bread of life. We're to feast on him. Do you know, this world never satisfies, will it? All the stuff that we get, it doesn't bring real joy and peace. It doesn't bring lasting peace. It doesn't fill us. We're never satisfied. We always want the next thing, don't we? But Jesus, he satisfies. Do you know, it says in Psalms again, when the Lord opens his hand, they were satisfied with good things. The Lord, it's only Jesus who truly satisfies. He remembers mercy. Do you know the Bible says that God desires that none should perish, but that all come to repentance. God remembers mercy if we cry out to him. Habakkuk prays, in your wrath, remember mercy. Do you know God can remember mercy. Why? Because Jesus came and God's wrath for sin was laid on him. So we can receive God's mercy. And all these things can be to you. Do you know, they are to Abraham and his descendants. What should our response be? It should be one of praise to the Lord our heartfelt worship to God, our Saviour, to Jesus. Do you know, we can, all, we can consider the angels and the heavenly hosts who come to tell of his birth. I'm not going to go through all, all of that, but comment that only one is worthy of such an announcement by angels. When a birth is to be announced to the child, to our monarchy, you know, there's much a lot of fuss in the media, isn't there? And, and all the news people are there and the cameras are flashing as that birth is announced. But there's never been an announcement before or since where a great company of heavenly hosts appear, praising God, saying glory to God in the highest. Jesus is the only one worthy of such an announcement. 
And he is the only one worthy of our praise and our adoration. So our response should be, one, as the shepherds who heard these things, one of glorifying and praise to God. We can also consider Simeon and Anna. And they're often not mentioned in the nativity. I think it's because it comes like a month after the birth of Jesus. But I'd like just to see the response of these two elderly people as Jesus is presented to them in the temple in Jerusalem. As the custom was for a firstborn child at that time. Simeon is he's a righteous and just and he's been waiting for this day a long time for the Saviour to be born. He'd been given a promise that he would not die before seeing the Lord's Christ, God's anointed one. He's waited so long. Jesus is brought to Simeon, who took him in his arms, and he praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you promised, you can now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. He praised God for one through whose salvation would come, a salvation for all people. And then we have Anna, a widowed elderly lady who had devoted her life to the service of the Lord. What is her response to Jesus being presented in the temple? She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to that redemption of Jerusalem. She gave thanks to God and told others. She didn't keep the news to herself. And she returned the praise to God for the gift of his son, Jesus the Saviour. Do you know, in closing, we should also return the praise to God. I started off by saying, I want to give us a focus for today, no matter what today will be for you. Do you know that focus is Jesus, the Saviour. And in seeing Jesus, today we worship glorify him and adore him as we go through today. We're going to sing a song. It's going to come up on the screen. Uh, I heard this about oh, just over a week ago for the first time. It's not brand new, but it's not really old. Uh, but it's, it's a lovely Christmas song called Adore. Now, it's going to come on the screen, so we'll, we'll, we'll stand up. Now, halfway through it, they go into a bit of a 30-second bit of a thing where they're doing all their own thing for 30 seconds. Just stay standing, but uh, join in if you know it. Enjoy it if you don't know it, but just use it as a response to Jesus Christ. And I hope you, uh, it stays with you today. Shall we, shall we put it on the screen and we'll, we'll stand and sing?